You know he is. Yeah. I figured James might like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, here we go, folks. Uh, we think this is episode number 14. So welcome yep. to episode number 14. Not positive that's right. Got all sorts of fucked up. I don't know where. Don't know how, but... I think this is episode 14, so welcome to 14. <laughs> James, I know it says it sh it sh you, you show 14. That's because I wrote 14. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> tonight we're going to be talking about the Remington buyout, the Gill Arm safe set firing mechanism, and the Geisley super stabby mount, which sounds it's like... It's so fun to listen to you say it. <laughs> super stabby. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. So, how's everybody getting along today? Everybody having a decent day? Are you drinking the pain away? What are you drinking? What's going on? You know, it was definitely a Wednesday. Wasn't excited to be done for the day, you know, like to get done with work and but it didn't drag on like Monday did. So, I mean, all in all, pretty decent. I didn't want to hang myself at the end of the day, but. Well, <laughs> my morning started out Which awesome. Which is nice. It's, it's the last, yeah, it's the last month. It's the last day of the month. So we're trying to do all our catch up stuff at work. And I drove 60 miles to an apartment complex, got out of my truck and promptly realized that I'd locked my keys in there. Oh, and uh, I had to ask somebody for a uh, wire coat hanger because nobody at my office would answer the phone to bring me my spare keys. And uh, oddly enough, the wire coat hanger worked, but not in the way you'd think. Remember when you used to be able to just stick it down in the window and you'd slide it over and pull up? Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. No, I had to, yeah, they don't work. Yeah, I had to bend it all sorts of gobbledygook ways and uh, snag the door handle and I twisted it and it popped open. So hmm. that actually worked. I was pretty happy after that. I missed the days of actually being able to. Yeah, they got rid of the whole one. Just jamming a coat hanger in there. Uh huh. They're still around, but it's yeah. They got rid of that. Between. There's other shit in there that keeps yeah. it from happening. Yeah. Well, I myself. Yeah, pretty much. To get out of the house today, I went and bought some beer. <laughs> I got the Shiner. See oh, wow. so <laughs> right. I live a very, very nice life, Sam. <laughs> I need an excuse to get out of the house. I better go get something to get drunk with. <laughs> you quarantine there, boxer? No, no. Working from home, Toad. But I got the Shiner <laughs> Sea Salt and Lime. It's a summer lager. That sounds absolutely horrendous. I thought it would be like a Bud Light Lime, but it's it's not. Um. It's not near as sweet, but it, it's not really that good. I mean, I can drink it, but it kind of tastes like an IPA, and I'm not a fan of IPAs at all. Yeah, It doesn't even really have much of a lime taste. Shiner does a lot of like weird like, like seasonal shit, but I have never, I haven't even heard of the sea salt and lime one. Yeah, me neither. Until I saw it in the no, aisle today. Should a beer be, should a beer be should a beer be salty? I mean, yeah, people put salt beer all the time. You should, I yeah. Salt in my olive beer yeah, all but that that just seems like a strange flavor to to, to advertise for a beer. It doesn't really. I can't really taste the sea salt or the lime. It just tastes. I don't know. There's not much flavor to it at all. Hmm. It well, Weird. it says real lime peel on the label, and that's it. Kind of tastes like chewing on the peel of an uh, of an orange, actually. You got the zest, not the juice. Mm -hmm. mm. Kind of a little bitter. Not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of like when uh, they put that you get like a. Oh, what the hell is it? I don't know. There's some beer that you get with like an orange slice, but they always like just take the blue moon, the, the orange well, blue moon, but they'll like take the peel of the orange and like twist it up and throw it in the beer. It's like, I don't want that part. That part sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I want this to be banana flavored. Let me throw the banana away and wring the peel out in your shit. No, that's gross. <laughs> All right. 
Well, I guess we're uh, done talking about beer. <laughs> <laughs> Good segment, guys. So first thing I guess we're going to talk about here is the Remington buyout. I think everybody about everybody has probably heard about this by now. Everyone was uh, speculating that the company that owns PSA, which is JJE Capital Holdings, was going to buy Remington, or at least the ammo part of their business. But that ended up not happening. I think they bid $65 million. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was Vista Outdoors ended up buying the ammo side of the business for $81.4 million. And they also get the Remington brand and the trademarks along with uh, parts of a, of his accessories business. They get the ammo print in, I think it's pronounced Lenoke, uh, Arkansas, I think is where it's at. That's their big main one. Mm-hmm. But several other, I think there were seven companies involved. Uh, Sierra Bullets bought another part of the am, of the ammo business for I don't know if this was 130 million or 30 million. Surely it's not 130. No, that's got. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 30 million, 30 and a half yeah, million Barnes, dollars. Barnes Bullets, which is is a pretty w- well known bullet manufacturer. You know, a lot of people yep. like. <laughs> I've reloaded quite yeah, a few. Yeah, that's actually pretty big. Sierra. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sierra getting Barnes, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, because yeah, Sierra makes awesome bullets anyway. I mean... Oh, yeah. But then uh, JJE Capital Holdings ended up getting H&R, who I've never heard of, and Parker, who I've also never really? heard of, and, never heard- and a few others that weren't actually listed. I'm not sure who those were, but yeah, they... They were small time in this, I guess. And then Sportsman's Warehouse got Tapco and Franklin Armory got Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. And Sturm Ruger and Co. got part of their weapon business in Marlin. Yeah. If you're not uh, if you're not familiar, Vist Outdoors owns companies like Federal Premium and Bushnell, Blackhawk, RCBS, CCI, and Spear, and handful of others too that aren't yeah. exactly in the second amendment industry but yeah pretty big player in the game you know oh yeah mm-hmm. h&r is uh harrington richardson box like if uh my first shotgun was a single shot h&r yeah and then i mean i've owned two or three of them and uh they're solid guns. They just usually they're single shots. I think they used to make revolvers at one point. And uh, I think you're Parker, right. I, I think they did make. Yeah, they were like little thirty twos and shit. Um, yeah. And then Parker, I know there's a company called Parker that makes like crossbows and shit, but I don't know if that's it or not. Well, I think there with, used to be a Parker shotgun too. Yeah, in with Parker with the. Uh, JJE Capital Holdings is DPMS. I don't know if you mentioned that. Um, And uh, AAC. Yep. Suppressor, the suppressor maker. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big uh, purchase as well. So how do you Uh, think guys? um, Go ahead. Go ahead. How do you go ahead? You were going to say how do how do you guys think this is going to affect everything? Whether it's the firearm side of it or the ammo side of it. I mean, we're obviously in a shit storm for the ammo. How do you think this is going to play out? (laughs) I think it's going to put a hold on everything. To be honest with you, with the changeover, there's always problems with big corporate changeovers. It's probably going to push ammo distribution back quite like a month, couple of months. I don't think it's going to, I honestly, I don't think it's going to change it much from where we're at now. Um, mostly just because I, I'm guessing that, that they haven't been running at full capacity anyway. So I don't, I don't see it pushing anything out a, a whole lot more. Um, and realistically, a company like Vista Outdoors, they're not going to come in. I don't see them coming in and trying to completely restructure the company. They're just going to try and keep it running as business as usual, you know? 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because it was, what, back in 07 or something like that, where Freedom Group came in and bought Remington. And they're mm-hmm. pretty well known for just making everything shit, which is was pretty much Remington's downfall at that point. They just threw everything, all the quality control out the fucking door, and they're just trying to move product before everybody realizes that it's shit. So I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to try and turn things around. Surely they don't want to keep selling the same shitty product if that's what made them bankrupt. Yeah, I think in terms of the ammo, like with Vista, I think, you know, an ammo plant to me is kind of a, it's an ammo plant, you know, it's, it kind of is what it is. They're going to, they might increase quality control. They might, you know, but I think it's going to be mostly rolling changes. I don't think it's going to be a, I don't think it's going to be a stop everything. We're going to shut the plant down and restructure this whole business. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think it's going to be a lot more rolling changes. I can agree with that. Can I just say here, I think, I think everybody is freaking disappointed that um, when I first heard the rumors, I was I was hearing Palmetto State was buying Remington's manufacturing plant, their their ammo manufacturing plant, and I was freaking stoked about that because I mean I think everybody was, um, so I'm really disappointed that that didn't play out. Although I didn't realize that another company that owns Palmetto State was the one that was buying them. Um, yeah. I think it would have been freaking badass if actual Palmetto State would have got their hands on a, man, a manufacturing plant, because um, like if you like if you like Palmetto or hate them one way or the other, um, it still it cannot be argued that Palmetto is not doing their damnedest, and this is actually in their mission statement to get to get product into people's hands and to make more common use more, make these rifles more common use that is in their mission statement. Um, and you can't argue that they do damn good at that right now. Palmetto is one of the few companies that, that we can get our hands on. Um, James up in Northwest Iowa, I'm doing a shitload of, of Palmetto state, uh, Cerakote guns just because they're the only thing we can get our hands on right now. Um, so I'm, I'm rather disappointed that that didn't play out like we initially thought it was going to be, you know, if they got their hands on a manufacturing plant and they'd be pumping out their own ammo, shit would have been fabulous. Um, so I'm kind of disappointed about that, but, um, uh, at least, um, federal and CCI, you know, who they're owned by this, this outdoors that are the ones that got them. Um, I mean, they're experienced in the, in the ammo game. So. Um, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of slowdown, a whole lot of, you know, massive changes, um, going on there, which is good because nobody wants that, um, for the time being, um, as far as Ruger getting Marlin, um, Toad mentioned he was pretty excited about that. Cause you know, maybe Ruger getting into the, uh, getting into the lever action game. That'll be interesting to, to see how that works out as well. Um, so, and I guess the other thing that, that catches my eye is the same company that owns Palmetto got the, got the suppressor maker AAC. So whether that's going to, you know, get in, be something that Palmetto gets into or not, I doubt it, but we'll see. It'd be freaking sweet if Palmetto would get into that, into that uh, area a little bit. So that's, that's my initial thinking on it, I guess, right now. I don't see a lot of these companies getting dissolved, to be honest. I, I see them operating under the same name, um, short of Remington itself and Remington Ammo. I could see since Vista bought that, you know, if they're going to run more federal out of that since that's their moneymaker brand. They might, you know, rebrand that plant to a to a federal plant. Um, right. But short of that, I don't see... A lot of I don't see a lot of these a lot of these brands getting rebranded or dissolved or absorbed. Um, I see a lot of them running. You know, they they do all hold a name for themselves, like uh, DPMS, uh, AAC. You know, those aren't those aren't companies that are just going to dissolve into a parent company. Uh, you know, like AAC has has its own following, has its own brand name. Um, also, I mean, you like if 
Ruger with Ruger getting Marlin, that's definitely Marlin's not just going to dissolve into Ruger. You know, they're going to maintain that Marlin name. Um, So there, you know, I don't see a lot of these businesses being dissolved. Some of the smaller ones, maybe, um, you know, that don't have such a well-known name, or maybe if they have a, you know, if they're having a bad reputation from being part of Remington, then maybe we'll see that. But I, I realistically, I see a lot more rebranding and like uh, marketing campaigns to, you know, really revitalize some of these brands more than anything. You're probably right. But one that does stick out in me, I can, I can see Bushmaster going by the wayside, not like mm. right away, but down the road a few years, I would not be surprised if Bushmaster was not a thing anymore. Bushmaster, the only two that I could see that happening to are Bushmaster and DPMS. DPMS, I don't. Is Bushmaster know. even? Yeah, Bushmaster is um, Franklin Armory. Um, yes, but it, it says it was recent. Bushmaster was purchased by Remington in 06 and, and has recently been phased out. Yeah, they bought the. I think so they. Bought I the don't right, know. I think they bought the the manufacturing facility. Oh, I don't but is any guns even being so no guns are being are being branded as Bushmaster right now? I don't believe so. I haven't seen I don't think so either. Bushmaster kind of got phased out after the whole lawsuit thing for their marketing the man card marketing and all that, you know, they kind of had a hubbub about all that shit and, you know, right. Target or like I don't remember how they phrased it, but you know, um marketing and it was fucking stupid, whatever it was. It yeah, was like, and so I think they kind of got a bad reputation after that all went down, and that's why I think Remington kind of phased out that brand name. But I think it's, I think it's, they just Franklin Armory bought. It might have even been, hey, we'll buy the stock that they have, and you know, whatever inventory they had in barrels and uppers, and you know, all the parts that they had left over, they may have just bought the rest of the inventory. You know. Well, so here's my question, though. I mean, if Bushmaster has been phased out, it says um, Franklin is listed is listed as the successful bidder for the Bushmaster brand. So they bought the brand. Yeah. What are they fixing? To, what are they fixing to do with it? Probably nothing. I'm guessing they literally purchased it for the, as it says, brand and certain related assets. So I'm guessing they got a good enough deal that, hey, yeah, we'll buy the leftover inventory. But that as part of that deal, you have to be the owner. You know, you have to purchase that brand. So you're now the owner of that brand. They're not gonna, it doesn't mean they have to do anything with it. They can let it die. They just realistically probably just purchased, you know, put in a bid knowing they just wanted the assets. Yeah, that could be probably. So all in all, I don't think there's going to be any massive changes. Like Johnson was saying, I don't think any of these are really just going to get phased out too much. Um, and like, well, even what was it? Cabela's bought Bass Pro or the other way around? Bass um, Pro bought here. Cabela's. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they're both still operating as their same brand. You know, they, they yeah. buy them and then just, they got the brand name already. So they just, you know, let it go. So it'll be interesting to see how, this stuff does turn out, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and it'll go, I think I, I don't see it even long-term. I don't see a lot of these brands going away um, or being absorbed. No. You know, like when, when Tyson came here and bought IBP out of, out of Dakota city, there was still a lot of uh, grocery stores that knew the name brand of IBP and people wanted IBP beef. So, I mean, Tyson bought IBP years, you know, probably 20 years ago, and they're still producing IBP branded beef. So it's, you know, when, when, a, when a name brand has a good reputation <laughs> like that, you know, even if you're a, a bigger company purchasing it, you, you know, sometimes maintaining that reputation and keeping that brand name is, is important to your customer base. So I, I yeah. think... I think that's going to be true with a lot of these manufacturers as well. 
Uh, Cole asked, didn't JJE get DPMS too? Yes, yes, they did. Um, but it also says uh, Remington's recently shuttered DPMS Black Rifle brand. So that's another um, another brand that's apparently no longer producing under that name, which I guess I, I, I heard that a while back. I guess I just didn't realize, um, which is strange because, I mean, DPMS is one of the, I mean, they were they were massive in that game for a while. You know, obviously, you know they have their their quality issues, and everybody just will rag on them. But they were pretty big in the game as far as as far as getting guns into people's hands. I mean, there was they were they were kind of the a staple in gun shops um, countrywide for yeah, a long for time. They are that was that was my first AR I ever bought in two thousand seven was a DPMS low profile classic. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, and, but I think I think the reason. Um, well, he mentioned the reason why Bushmaster has since gone by the wayside. Um, but as far as DPMS, I think it's just because right now, I mean, literally everybody and their mom is making freaking AR pattern rifles. I mean, the entries into the market are just have been insane in the last ten years. Yeah. So I think that's got a lot to do with it. I mean, this well, the, and there's. 150 different manufacturers that are making budget rifles, you know, that are competing in that $500 price range. And for a big company like that, you know, as the profit margin there is the, you know, with our, what's our profit margin? How much are we spending on marketing every year? How much are we producing? How much are we selling? You know? Um, And and that was, that was strictly just a, you know, a casualty of, of the business doing so well the last, you know, 10 years. Right. Right. Yeah, I think so. Okay. (sighs) Well, um, I don't have anything more to say about that. To be honest, I've been a little bit distracted. Does anyone else have any final thoughts? Anything? Mm, Not really. I mean, I think we kind of touched on it all. It's, it's, you know, it's a big deal. Um, I think it's, I honestly, I think it's going to be good for the industry all around. I I think it's going to be a net positive. Um, just because, you know, getting all these businesses out of the hands of freedom group and, you know, getting, being sold to a company that may pay a little more attention to quality control. Um, you know, I think we might all get better products out of this. So I think it I think it will be a net positive. I mean a big manufacturer like Remington with such a well known name going down, but I think all of its, you know it's companies that that were kind of split up here, I think it's it's gonna be a net positive. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. Um but if you if you look at the other side, like I've seen news articles um uh, on the left um, saying, you know, Remington goes down, you know, we're winning. They think they're, they think that they're, you know, they're winning their, their, their battle or whatever. Um, which if you look at it, I mean, how bad could the freedom was it the freedom group. Yeah. The bottom. Yep. How bad did they fuck this up when we're literally in a time, in a time that's seeing record unprecedented gun sales. Like, I mean, like it's n- never before in history. And you're freaking have to claim bankruptcy because you can't sell shit. Like, how bad did they screw this up? I mean, really? I mean, it's insane how bad that they messed up. Don't you guys think? Mm-hmm. Totally. I I, I, don't, I don't understand how they. But really, if you think about it, what do you? What have you bought that's Remington branded? I mean, obviously Marlin, you know, and, and the other brands that they owned. But as far as Remington, you know, their shotguns. What else did they offer that was even? worth a shit i shot i've shot I mean, a lot of remington ammo like the remington 22 golden bullets you know uh, mm-hmm. i actually i just bought some nitro pheasant the other day um which was a remington brand uh, but as far as guns like what what guns did they offer that were worth a shit they had the remington 700 i mean the remington 700 high-powered rifle that was a staple with hunters and militaries and you know sniper units and everything else but even that's gone downhill but yeah they ever remington 700 now and they're shit yeah ever since freedom group came in they turned them inside out 
I think I think they took a big hit in the pants too with that uh, Remington R1 pistol they came out with that was just atrociously ugly and no one bought it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a big failure for them, and then their their entry into the 1911 market didn't go as well as they planned either. Um, I know people that do have those, and they are which nice I will say those were. But, so they are they are nice. Yeah, I didn't even it know was, they made kinda, 1911s. Yeah, and it was kind of hard for them to compete. I think with companies like you know Colt, Springfield, and all those that have been in the game for a lot longer. But because Remington was never a pistol company, they were a rifle and shotgun company. Yeah, and so I think think they took a pretty good hit on that. But otherwise, the only my only experience with Remington is I well I've got an 870, which is about bulletproof, and then um, their ammo. Otherwise, I I don't even know if I've ever shot a Remington 700. So, yeah, you know. I, I, honestly, I think that their 1911s and the R1 deal, I think all that honestly didn't do well because they had already ruined their reputation with quality control on rifles and shotguns. Honestly, when Freedom Group took over and kind of threw the quality in the shitter, I think you know, trying to come out with a new line of something after your reputation, you know, is for bad quality. I think that's, that was a big, big factor in how badly that stuff failed. Yep. I think so too. I think so too. So what happened in 2018? They went bankrupt in 18 too. Where the, how, how'd they come? It wasn't like a full, uh, whatever the fuck. Chapter 11. Yeah. <clears throat> a partial bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. I think they just, had, I think at that point they had to just sell off of some of their assets and that was just to make good. And that was kind of it. They didn't completely dissolve the company. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, should we move on? Yeah. What was this, uh, what was this Gil Arms you wanted to talk about, Box? I think actually I want to talk about the Geisley Super Stabby mount. You want to talk no, about Johnson. Stabby? We've been a little serious for now. We got to have a little fun with something called <laughs> a Super Stabby mount. The Sam, stabby. tell us about this Super Stabby mount. <laughs> well, first off, I've never it's been. I've I've never been a completely confident how you say that. Is it Geisley? It's Geisley. Yeah. Geisley. It looks like Giselle. Giselle. Isn't that what Tom Brady's wife is? Giselle. Yeah, I pronounced it that way for years, literally until we went to SHOT Show last year, and I was like, oh, I've been saying that wrong for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you went up to the the Geisley um, booth or whatever and said it. Hey, I I love Giselle or whatever the fuck you said. You know how much they probably hear that shit. I actually... I asked him the proper way to say it. He told me, and I was like, wow, I've been fucking that up for a long time. <laughs> wow, I'm retarded. <laughs> um, I'm using so, yeah. it with good word. <laughs> so they came out with, uh, this is just recently, actually, uh, yesterday, this this article is, it's, it's talking about the, they debuted their super stabby bayonet mount. So what this is, is exactly what the what it sounds like. It is um, basically a chunk of aluminum that you can you can mount on your AR. It mounts to a Picatinny rail, and um, yes, I believe. Yep, yep, or M lock, and it, it, it no key basically mod. A, <laughs> <laughs> basically, you can you can attach a, a a bayonet to it. Anybody, if you don't know what a bayonet is, it's literally just a freaking knife. Um, so, but my question is: So, yes, you mount this to the end, you know, a knife to the end of your AR, essentially. My question is: What in the fuck are people going to use this for? Um, I and I will mention too idiot. that, <laughs> that it, it, this the super stabby retails between get this one one hundred and fifty dollars and one hundred and sixty five, depending on the color. Um, when it comes in stock, it also says for diehard fans. That's peanuts when it comes to flexing on the pores. Um, so they threw that in there. But what the fuck are you going to use this thing for? Honestly, they said it sold out like almost immediately. Like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> what the- because of, of its those, name. One of, those, 
Yeah, it's one of those tactical accessor- accessories, you know. But like, if I ever need something like that, I'm just gonna have Miles 3D print it for me. Yeah, yeah, I, that'll hold up pretty good when you're when you're gutting somebody. A 3D printed <laughs> bayonet mount. It's good. It's good for one stabbing. <laughs> yeah, it, it can like, get it, it'll it'll be nice in them. Want to put want to put bayonets on and like the bayonet lug doesn't work on an A2 flash hider with a 16 inch barrel, right? So you got to have like a 14.3 or whatever the hell a factory M4 is for the actual bayonet lug to fit properly because the spacing ain't right. But, you know, I really wasn't expecting Geisley to come out with this, (laughs) you know, like so many different options for cheap ways to mount a bayonet. And a $160 piece of billet aluminum was not the way I saw it happened. I, I saw in the description of their product on their website too. They said for mounting all your stabby accessories. Hang <laughs> on, I like I'm tempted to buy one just because it's a, it's kind of like that contest where they had the people name the boat where it came out boating boat face. This yeah. is that's that's what it reminds me of. I, I feel I mean, like guys like just had a shitload of billet aluminum laying around and like, what the fuck can we do with this? And that's what they came up with. Uh, yeah, all their scrap, <laughs> all their scraps. You're probably right, but I mean, to I could go to to the hardware store and get one of these things mounted for like, well, how much is a uh, is a hose clamp? You know, thirty five cents. Right. <laughs> That'll do the same freaking thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am rather surprised to see this company coming out with uh with something like this. But maybe they maybe they wanted a. It, this was developed probably on like a on a casual Friday when somebody brought a little bit of liquor to work or something maybe. <laughs> but I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But can you imagine breaking into somebody's house and this buck ass naked guy starts running uh, running towards you with a freaking bayonet on the end of his AR? Like, yeah, that's some scary shit, just, man. Just screaming to high hell. That's <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Super stabby mount. That's that. That's, that's uh. That's yeah. what happens when all them people who, you know, take the time to say they're going to take the time to throw on their body armor during a home invasion, but you know, also didn't want to leave their magazines loaded because it'll ruin the springs. So they just they got their body armor on, but they're going to run at you with with their bayonet. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, what, did you, what did you do, sir, when you heard the intruder breaking into your home? I fixed bayonets and charged. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, that rem- that reminds me of something I saw yesterday. Somebody posted a link to a YouTube video. Apparently, some gun guy—I don't know—on YouTube, just some moron. But he was talking about. He was telling people. He was like, "Yeah, all these people ask me how I how I carry my my I conceal carry without a holster." I know you shouldn't carry without a holster and all that and yada, yada, yada and stuff. So he's like, all right, I'm going to show you guys how to conceal carry without a holster. So he takes it out into like his parking lot of his apartment for some fucking reason. I'm not sure why he didn't just do it in his house. So he's constantly like looking around to make sure nobody's seeing it and nobody sees or anything. And he, he's carrying a CZ on one side, a, uh, Beretta on his left side and he has a 380 in his pocket and he's like don't worry though none of them are loaded they don't even have clips in them or anything I carry them like that I'm like you carry three fucking guns that don't have mags in them <laughs> maybe you could just carry one that has a mag in it that'd be bell more effective than your three empty mother and yes god I don't know you might as well just carry three hammers <laughs> no shit yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I think be more effective. I think hammers are probably easier to throw than a pistol is. <laughs> I don't know, man. Probably. I mean, aren't that bad to throw? God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know Johnson. We know. <laughs> think of how slow that is, though, because when he pulled his 380 out of his pocket, I could hear. I'm assuming his mag was in the same pocket, so I could, like that's what it sounded like, anyways. Can you imagine, imagine how slow that would be if you actually needed 
your pistol. Reach in the pocket, pull out the gun, switch, put it in your other hand, reach in again, pull out the mag, then load it, rack the slide. That's like five fucking seconds there. Hold on a second, sir. Hold on a second. I need to assemble my firearm. Don't assault me. (laughs) Right. Time out. Time out. God. (laughs) Some freaking people. Stupid gonna stupid. That's like back when we used to paintball all the time and you'd run out of paintballs. Time out, time out. And your friends are assholes. are like, no, fuck you. And they just wail at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, um, speaking of paintball, this has nothing to do with the story what's, uh, with what we were talking about. But we used to play out at Colors all the time. And there was an old barn. And there was a base, you know, the, there was a basement under the barn and then two floors. I was down in the basement. And I seen somebody, somebody sitting up top, like not on the second story up there. And I could, <laughs> there was some holes in the floor and shit. So I'm aiming with the gun. I get a, get a nice shot off on them and freaking, I think I'm just shooting them in the ass. Nope. They were sitting like flat on their butt. Got them right in the goodies. Oh, they were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> There was some screaming involved in that deal. Uh, you're yeah. you're a bad person. <laughs> it was an accident. I didn't know. It was an <laughs> accident. You got payback after that, though, didn't you? I mean, did didn't yeah. somebody get you in the, in the in the nether region there? Yeah, right in the right in the right one uh, from about ten <laughs> feet away. Oh, I God. probably can't. I I probably can't have kids because of that. <laughs> God, I remember Felt shot me in the ass from like five feet one time. That he he also shot my brother um, about from a foot away. He thought he was he thought he was empty. He he looked in the in the hopper. It was empty, and of course he didn't think to look in the chamber. So he had one in there. So he from about this far away, he walked up to Pete and was just gonna blow his shirt or whatever. Shot him right in the kidney. (laughs) <laughs> he was pissing blood for a day or so. Oh, <laughs> that same exact thing happened to Alex in the upstairs, in our upstairs of the house, except it was like in the barrel. It wasn't in the chamber. There wasn't even a hopper on it or anything, but he shot him right in the dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't remember I'm, that. I don't. Why the fuck do we have so many stories about people shooting people with paintball guns in the nether regions <laughs> we were young and dumb <laughs> Sam. kind of strange kind of strange we clearly were not very safe with firearms back then <laughs> <laughs> okay well speaking of safe with fire with firearms look at that transition guys wow on to the gill arms safe set firing mechanism I came across this the other day. It's a few months old, I think. Gill Arms is a relatively new company. And they just announced a full-size handgun, which it's nothing really special. It's kind of ugly. I'll throw up a picture of it here for you. It is a bit ugly. It's kind of ugly. It's got the grip. It remind The grip reminds me of an Archon-type B. And then it's got a trigger guard yeah. of... Yeah, that looks like an XD. Something like that. And a slide of a Glock, I guess. But you'll see up here, the thing different about this is it doesn't have a firing pin block. Instead, the firing pin swivels down out of the way. So it can't... The firing pin itself actually moves. There's nothing moving in front of the firing pin itself to block it. I'm not real sure about the effectiveness of that. I imagine that would cause a lot of problems. That thing is ugly. Yeah, it's it's pretty ugly. The biggest thing that kills me about this thing is like the back of the palm swell. It looks like the back half of the picture got cut off. (laughs) It looks like it could keep arching, but it doesn't. It does, doesn't it? It flattens straight off. And the trigger guard, they're like, well... I don't know, draw a square around it or something. We need to hurry up and get this thing out the door. That just kills me. But I'm trying to figure out from the little picture is how how does what lifts the the firing pin back up into the channel when it's ready to fire? And does it 
rely on the trigger itself and like does it you know is the trigger pull like really heavy on this or i think it operates the same way it's instead of operating the uh striker block or the uh what the hell is it called firing pin block yeah yeah instead of operating that it's actually moving the firing pin itself up upside down but I'm I don't know. I did watch a video on it a few weeks ago and that went a little more in depth about how it works, but I I forget. I didn't have time to go into it today. But I I don't know. They say there's just 25 parts to this gun, which is like 20% less than pretty much anything else and half yeah. of what a 1911 has. So maybe that that's that in itself can be a plus for it, but I don't know. This just screams malfunction after malfunction to me. Yeah, see, like I don't know. It's hard to see without like physically seeing the gun in front of you, and you know, see, being able to pull it apart and look at it. It's hard to figure out. So how essentially, it. so essentially, if, if if I'm understanding this correctly. Instead of using the firing pin block, like typically a firing pin is right in line and there's just a block with it until you go to pull the trigger that knows that you're actually trying to pull the trigger. So it releases this block and then will allow the firing pin to go forward. So essentially what they're doing is just replacing the, the, the block, getting rid of the block and they're putting it down. So it's an, at an angle, correct? Yes. And then when you pull the trigger, it goes up and that way it's in line and can be fired. Um, I I don't necessarily. It's an interesting idea, I guess. I, I don't foresee it being super. I mean, if you if it's a, a simple design, which it could be, it could be a. It could work great. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a malfunction uh, instigator all the time. I guess because if it's designed correctly, it could be. It could be kind of nice. I don't know if, what the fucking benefit is. Yeah, what what I what's mean, it solving? What's it solving over a firing pin block? I think drop safety. Just you know, yeah. the risk of failure. The risk of failure of a firing pin or of a you know striker block failing drop safe situation, but. Yep, because like on a Glock, say if it's super freaking dirty and you know something gets hung up um possibly um or if it, it's a failure of that part you know something breaks which will never freaking happen but theoretically it could i suppose where this is if the firing pin is not even in line it's an impossibility for it to fire unless that that trigger is pulled so maybe i guess uh, it'll be interesting to see how it works. Um, but I will say, I don't know who the fuck designed this thing. If they came over from high point and just like wanted to inject as much ugly as they can into this, into this gun. Um, but yes, the grip is horribly fucking awful. Did you know this thing is a fucking metal frame? Yep. Metal frame. Really? Too. It's a, it, this is apparently a limited edition. Yeah, they could say they're coming out with polymer soon. Yep. What's the fucking ugly? What's the price? That I have not seen. I haven't seen either. I try. I was looking. I couldn't really find it. I bet it's asinine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably like eighteen hundred dollars or some shit. Probably. Uh, let's see. I just I like what not shy away from branding on this thing either like you gotta look at the photos of this these things because like a half of the slide is like a fucking billboard that says gill g9m or whatever the fuck it is like the letters gill for the brand name are literally as tall as the slide engraved in the side of the slide boy apparently this hasn't been going well for them because i'm looking at this on their website and they're about products on the top of the page. It says we will be launching the polymer frame version during the first half of 2019. So (laughs) apparently this thing has been sitting around (laughs) for quite a while now. 
which well, is you, not surprising. Do you guys, do you guys remember how long Hudson was um, hemming and hawing around before they finally got everything in gear and, and actually got product out the door? That was a long friggin' time. Yeah, but yeah. they they haven't even updated their website in over two years, Sam. Right. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm guessing it's not going well. <laughs> Clearly. Um, but also, if you look at that, when was the last time you heard anything about Hudson? They Hudson, yeah, Hudson's no longer. Yeah, they're done. So I forget who it was. It, it, you know, I I, I uh, feel a repeat going on here. I wouldn't mind having one of those Hudsons. Um, KE no, Arms, KE Arms had a lot of the manufacturing out, off of them, um, and they're still putting out some uh, replacement parts and shit for them. Is was my understanding of that. Um, yep. But yeah, I wouldn't mind having one. As far as this gun, I I don't know if I'd want to have this thing because you get it out at the range and everybody just laugh at you. Right. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, it says made in USA, but their website just screams Chinese. It's like, probably made in There is a ton of typos that it just makes you sound. It sounds like. <laughs> or, or it's a guy like Sam running the website. Hey, bite me. I don't have typos on my website. It's, well, not, it's not really typos. They're just leave, They're fucking up all their verbs. Like tr- trigger upper arm restrict movement or trigger mechanism unless trigger is pressed. Yeah, that sounds like how Sam would try and explain something technical. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, bite me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. Weird gun. gun. Do some digging. See if they're uh, see if they're out of business or if this thing is still uh, going to come out or if it's just a uh, what the what what's going on. Oh, I found a price. Metal frame version is seven hundred and ninety-five dollars. Mm. As of twenty twenty eighteen, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not as bad as I thought they were going to say, but so realistically, you'd get around six six fifty somewhere in that ballpark. Right. Probably. But yeah, still no. No, thank you. Hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. And I don't see any benefits to it. No. <sighs> I do kind of someday just want to go like buy a pawn shop high point for like 50 bucks and see what the hype's all about. There is no hype. I don't, think, it's a hype. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what you call that. <laughs> I think it's anti-hype is what, you're, is what you meant to say. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Maybe a hubbub. Maybe, a hubbub. Maybe that's what it would be called. What the frack? Well, that's that's yeah. all of our topics tonight, guys. What else do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about your ultimate home defense firearm? Um. Or what? Yeah, we could. I mean. I, I'm always looking for a new, a new build, but I don't know as if my ultimate home defense. Because I, I was thinking, I was like, man, what could I, what could I have anywhere in my house, and I, you know, it'd work well. But M two forty nine suppressed saw. I mean, that realistically would be the best option. I feel feel like, I don't know. I still like the M107 SBR, but that's just. When you you want to. Even if I miss a half half inch bullet flying at them, you know, at over 2,900 feet per second, at least I could muzzle burn the shit out of them with like a 12 inch barrel 50 BMG. You know, no, that, right. that's for when your dogs already chased them away and their cars a half a mile down the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you want to remodel, anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to blow all the windows yeah. out of the house at one time. I would want to, I would want to, uh, not an AR9, but a, a nine millimeter 
pistol caliber carbine, I think, in a in a shorter-ish barrel, like a eight to ten inch barrel variant, whether it be like a B and T or a Strybog or something like that. I think that's kind of the honestly, if I could pick just MP5, you know, that would be my that would be my home defense gun. Would be MP5. Right, right, yeah. That was kind of going to be my pick. I think um, that would be. A, I I don't know. For me, like a home defense. I guess not so much home defense, but home intruder type. You know, someone's in your house type firearm. I think I would prefer nine millimeter. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot to be argued about that as well. But I think that's kind of something small, compact, like an MP5 or a Strybog or something like that. Nine millimeter, I think, is what I would pick. Um, with all the lumens, all the flashlight, I want to blind the shit out of whoever is in my house. Um, what? Yeah, like the first thing I comes to my mind, obviously, is a Grand Power Strybog. I, I freaking love those MP5, that same type of shit. Um, but I, I, I watched a, a video um, a while back. I think it might have been Warrior Poet Society. He was saying um, how he does not, would not like to use a suppressed um, gun in a home defense situation, mm-hmm. which me, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is, yeah, let's suppress the shit out of it. Um, but his reasoning behind this, if I remember correctly, was something along the lines of, uh, there's a couple of reasons for it. Number one was sheer scare the shit out of whoever's in your home. Mm-hmm. Because if you shoot, you know, if it's just a little pop, that's not near as scary as if there's a, you know, freaking uh, you know, loud ass yeah. bang. Um, that was his first reasoning. His second reasoning was alerting the neighbors. So, you know, if there's somebody in your house and you start freaking shooting with a suppressor, nobody's going to hear you. You know, as far as maybe outside the house, but over in your neighbor's house and everybody's sleeping, nobody's going to hear you. Um, so, so those are two. I mean, that's not that's not bad reasoning, but as far as shooting a gun in the house, like my hearing is already fucked. So, do I really want to make it worse? You know, with uh, because they, you're going to damage your hearing uh, permanently with one shot um, at that at, at those decibels, your hearing's you know has permanent damage. So, what what do you guys think? Are you going to suppress? Are you going to not suppress? If you could, if there was no money and all the other options or all the other in obstacles scenario, going on, in my scenario, I don't think it. I'm not going to alert the neighbors regardless. Um. So, right. you know, to me, do I want to scare them off? I don't think I really care because if I'm pulling the trigger, I'm pulling the trigger to make sure that threat is eliminated, not to scare them out of my house. Well, um, I, I th- right. his, his point with that was if there's multiple intruders. So you're scaring yeah. off, you shoot the first one, and the other ones are like, oh, fuck, we got to go. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I could see that. I To me, to me it doesn't really... I don't know the hearing protection thing. Like that's, uh, I guess I don't really factor that in a whole lot when it's a self-defense shooting and you have a pistol on you. Do you carry suppressed because you're not going to walk around with headphones on you? No. So to me, I don't, the hearing protection part of it, I don't really worry about in a home. I'd rather have my ears ring like a son of a bitch and be alive versus, you know, my guns longer and a pound heavier. And I actually accidentally knocked it on a door frame and got, shot in the neck by some thug because I wasn't paying attention and my gun was longer than I thought, or, you know, all kinds of shit can happen either way. Um, I just don't right. think my first priority would be suppressed so that my ears don't ring after I shoot somebody in my house. I've, I've changed my mind. I, I no longer want the MP5. You can use your forty-five seventy. <laughs> oh God. no, <laughs> I'd feel so. I'd have to clean that up afterwards. You know, that'd be everywhere. <laughs> uh, no, the American 180. I talked about it on the pot, one of the first podcasts. It's, 
It's so stupid. 1,200 rounds a minute of 22 out of 20, uh, 275 wow. pound pan mag. Or 275 round pan there mag. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. So there's 40,000 holes in your freaking wall that you have to yeah. now fix. I actually just uh, <laughs> definitely that was a load bearing wall. And there's a good <laughs> just fucking straight line cut across that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Did you take a chainsaw to him or what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sam, you said the Strybog? That was an option for me. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having one. You should as uh, a, as a You need to go look out Sage Dynamics. He just did his last video was on the Strybog, and I think you're going to be pretty disappointed there, bud. Yes, he's like, I really wanted it. I bought it. I'm not keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> is it that bad he said if they fix the problems with it he would love it it would be a great gun but it just has all sorts of issues did he get the newest roller delay he got the a2 yeah yeah so uh you want to rethink your are you frozen there bud or are you just i think he is <laughs> he's got an awfully weird look on his face uh um and can need a place to I, freeze yeah and i think i think they will i think they'll fix a lot of that shit um I don't know. Will they though? Because it's been around a while. Well, I know. I think. I well, think actually, we told him the Grandpa Strybog sucked, and he like, stroked out on us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think they'll fix it just because. Um... Hey, there he is. Oh, you're back, Sam. Hey. Oh, so I was the only one that that uh, I thought it was everybody. Nope, you no, were frozen. Nope. <clears throat> Sorry, um, I'm back. No, I, think, I think they'll fix it just because it's their first their first go round with roller delay blowback, and I think that there will be there will be a revision to the there will be like an A3 or something a revised roller delayed version. But it wasn't a problem with that. It was a problem with the charging handle. Yeah, which is the uh, I forget what he called it the shroud or whatever inside there is made of polymer mm -hmm. and it, I think it ends the heat probably ends up distorting it somehow yeah, and shit just starts dragging. Yeah. So it has malfunctions left and right after you shoot it so many times. You would think that would be something they catch in quality control after test firing it like thousands and thousands of times. Yeah. I don't know. They, think I mean, a Palmetto State had to redo the AKV basically. You know, they had to do a lot to those AKVs after they first released them um, to get them to run right and keep keep spent brass from just falling down in the trigger. That was a big thing. Was spent cases were just if you had blocked the ejection port, brass nine brass would just fall straight into the fucking trigger and lock the whole gun up. Um, Why are you blocking the ejection port, though? If you're if you're That's laying fun. on your side, if you're laying on your side and shooting the ejection port side down to the ground, and it fell, it just if there was anything that could stop the brass from just freely ejecting and slowed it up, there was a chance that it could fall in there. Um, hmm. they had they had problems with it on their first go around. They had to create this little bracket that kind of covered the um, trigger mechanism and they had to basically anybody who didn't have one could send their AKV in and get it replaced. And all the new, new ones came out with it. I just, I, I think if um, grand power starts really doing a lot more business and starts getting bigger, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, updated versions or fixes on stuff like that. But Hmm. Yeah, no. Well, we kind of straight off the topic there, huh? Yeah. Box, what's your what's your ultimate home defense? You know, here I don't know. It's tough to say because there I do have to consider I have neighbors real close right there, and these walls are fucking paper thin. Anything's gonna go right through these. So it's hard for me to decide probably I'm, my right now my ideal is probably just my pistol yeah 
I don't know. I certainly don't want, well, I don't know. I'd have to do some tests with ARs and shit like that, but I don't know. Right now, I have to say my, my pistol is what it would be. But if I were living somewhere else and that wasn't a consideration, uh, to be overly specific about it, <laughs> I'm I'm really cheesing on both Sons of Liberty Gunworks and Triarch Systems. Sons of Liberty has a 13.7 yeah. and Triarch has a 13.9 inch. <laughs> I was looking at Triarch. I was pricing them out earlier today. Earlier today. Just for the upper, I'd spend over eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus, I I think it's gonna be a waste down the road before I'm purchasing a, a complete triarch upper. Yeah, but yeah, that but would you would definitely you think you would, if you were living somewhere else, you think you would prefer two twenty three over nine millimeter for uh, home intruder? Maybe not two twenty three. I don't know. I'd have to check out other you know, like three hundred blackout as a possibility too, and also like. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, it depends where I'm living, but yeah, I would rather have a full strength rifle caliber. Yeah, yeah, yep. I would rather have an AR than than my pistol. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I could see that. I I I could definitely see that. I I just think that if nine millimeters okay for me to carry and protect my life every day, I think nine millimeters okay to protect my home as well. Um, but would I prefer to have something with more power? Yes, but. To me, I can, I mean, I've watched, I don't know how many videos on, you know, nine versus five, five, six and 300 blackout and shit for home defense. And I think it's all a personal preference. I mean, I don't think there's any statistically, you know, factual evidence that says this is better because, you know, I think it's situational. Um, but I, to me, I'd rather not have to worry about over penetration as much. And I know a nine millimeter, <laughs> a nine millimeter will make some guy that's in my house just as dead as a two twenty three or, you know, three hundred blackout would. I was gonna say, Johnson, you never have to worry about over penetration. No, I never <laughs> have before, but you know. <laughs> And I also, I got, I got two kids and two kids in the house, and I, you know, don't need to be slinging five five six everywhere. Well, yeah. they do say five five six and two twenty three is going to penetrate less than your nine millimeter because nine millimeters heavier. It's going to travel further through the house because once your two twenty three hits your drywall and walls and shit, it's light enough where it's going to start tumbling and Breaking it's up. yeah. It Let's do some testing. That's that's easy to test. Yeah, that's and I like see that. I mean, and uh, like you, I could see I could see nine millimeter going farther and penetrating more in terms of full metal jacket rounds. But I'm not sure that I'm a hundred percent. I wouldn't just blindly say, "Yeah, I can believe that." When it comes to hollow point nine millimeter. Um, it's it's definitely possible. Oh yeah, and it's it's like you said earlier. It's it's there's no one right answer. It's situational, which is mm-hmm. and it's something uh, Aaron Cowan preaches to test your ammo. I mean, obviously everyone lives in different places and different building materials and shit are used. So do some tests with the kind of building materials that are used on your house. And, right. and I don't know, shoot and do some, I don't know, shoot through some fucking, a couple walls and build some fake walls, shoot through, through them and windows and shit like that. Do some tests with the ammo that you're choosing and make your own choice. Yeah. Or just, you know, go into your house and shoot through your living room wall. See how you can, you can patch it up. Yeah. They saw, they saw, uh, they saw wall patch kits. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that reminds that reminds me of that kid that got killed because they were trying. They didn't think a fifty cal would go through like a hardcover book or something like that. Had his girlfriend shoot him in the chest. Yeah, just real intelligent. What real were you doing, sir? Oh, I didn't. I just seeing if my gun would go through these walls. I want to be safe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Dumb. fun. Uh-huh. Some people's kids, real stupid. Yeah. 
Okay, any final thoughts, boys? Not a very lively no. chat tonight. Do we have anybody even watching anymore? It says seven, but yeah. it, that's four of them are us, so, <laughs> you know. Huh. Okay, well. I think there's probably, like, that one. maybe Mike Tharp and... Oh, he might have even left. That was 38 minutes ago he last commented. <laughs> Not a very uh, active chat tonight. Oh, Mike. Hey, Mike's still here. <laughs> Just don't hit a gas line. That's true. I don't have to All worry right. about that here. Okay, well, I guess we're going to hit... A fucking 50 through a book? Uh, yeah, 58. I think that's what it was. Jesus. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe I believe that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Not really. Pretty dumb. Anyways. Okay, Toad just left and totally fucked up our screen. <laughs> Bye, Toad. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna end it here, folks. Um thanks for stopping in, the few of you that are still hanging around, if there is anyone even here. Uh if you're listening to this after the fact, we do this every other Wednesday night on Facebook Live jump in, have some beers with us, give us some shit. It's always a good time. Sometimes it's a little quiet. Sometimes it gets a little bit rowdy. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, and uh, we post some stuff on Instagram now and then. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook. Keep us keep tabs on us there. Figure out what we're doing. Join our Facebook Live, or a Facebook group. We just had a machine gun shoot well sort of a hangout in which there were machine guns involved this past weekend that you could have been involved with if you were in our facebook group so uh go ahead and join get in on the fun shit like that and i don't think i have anything else for you sam take it away Yep, we'll be back in two weeks, guys. Make sure you uh, you subscribe and uh, be notified of every time we go live. And uh, yeah, so we talk to you next time. Remember, life short, live free. God bless, and God bless America. Phew.